When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Cowboy Stories. Today's episode is sponsored by TK Horses. You can find out more information on them by searching TK Horses on Facebook or Instagram. We are super grateful to have them as a sponsor and we appreciate all of the previous sponsors that we have had. Um, Like I've mentioned in the past couple intros, we are going to change up the way that we do sponsorships. This year we are looking for people who want to sponsor the podcast year-round. So if you or somebody you know is interested in being a yearly sponsor, please send me an email and I can answer any questions you might have about that. My email is cowboystoriespodcast at gmail.com. And with that being said, let's dive right in. When I moved to Arizona, um, I hadn't been there too long, and I met Clay Gomez. He talked to me about starting horses for him. He's a really good hand. And then he introduced me to Kenny Calloway, who's really good. And and then uh, I introduced me to Gordon Whiting, who on that ranch the that we lived on and because I was there I was able to day work at the 76 ranch Dave Hall was my neighbor there and I I had first met Dave when I was just a little guy Dave is a well-known illustrator artist and so during the poetry gathering in Elko my dad would be selling um, bits and spurs and things taking orders and there's a trade show, and I just loved all that stuff, you know. And I'd be going around, and but most of those booths, they'd see this little kid coming and kind of, you know, guard their stuff. And <laughs> and Dave, I loved, I always loved Dave's drawings, but he would just talk to me and just treat me really nice. And so I had moved down to Arizona. I was working for a a horse uh, trader there and I remember I it was pouring rain I, I was switching I got to the tax shed and I was I switch horses and I was kind of waiting for this rain to quit and this old dirty you know it was raining this dirty white Lincoln pulled in and the guy got out of that car and I just looked at him and I thought, well, he doesn't look like he's from Arizona. And, and he came up and he said, that doesn't look like an Arizona saddle. <laughs> <laughs> and we shook hands and 
he said, Dave Hall. And I said, I'm Tabor Dahl. And I looked immediately at his ear because he used to have 11 earrings in his earlobe. And then he had a ponytail. And he said, you're a doll from Deeth? And so I knew it was I knew it was the same guy. But he'd taken those earrings out. 11. Yeah. And, and so anyway, he, it was a great connection. So I got the job taking being the caretaker on that ranch in there Viper Canyon there in Klondike. And he just lived a few miles down the road from us. So this guy that I'd met when I was a little kid, at that time he was living up north of Elko in, in Mountain City, but then he'd moved to Arizona. And it was funny because I, years before I ever went to Arizona, I, I remember saying to my dad, whatever happened to that Dave Hall? He said, I think he went to Arizona or somewhere. And sure enough, he did. He met him. So we were neighbors and and uh, somehow or other, he he had met Mike McLaughlin, who was the new manager at the 76 Ranch in Benita, and had told Mike about me because Dave wanted to day work there. And so Dave and I would carpool, and we'd just have great conversations. Dave's a real philosopher, really a good man. Like, you couldn't ask for a better neighbor. He he was so good to us. Our truck was having a lot of problems, and so I'd ride with him. You know, the deal was we were supposed to trade off. <laughs> And he'd just he'd just drive because our truck was having problems. And we were poor college students, but like I learned a lot from Dave, and um, I I really enjoyed working with he and and Mike McLaughlin that seventy six ranch. Mike is is the the best I've ever been around like for catching wild cows and and handling wild like wild wild <laughs> really truly wild cows um he just handled them by himself or you know just did great and one time we were we were branding at old corral which it was kind of funny because they'd rebuilt it and I said, what's the name of this new corral? And he said, Old Corral. <laughs> and he, he has quite a sense of humor, you know, like just his mannerisms. And, but I, we were we were weaning some calves there. And a calf broke down. There was a, a wire gate, and it broke that wire gate. I think it had net wire in it too, so you can imagine what this gate was like. Like it was just kind of in a coil, and it was new wire, you know, probably a couple feet off the ground. And that calf is a big, big steer calf. It broke that gate down and took off. And Mike was riding a horse he called Mouse, and he just took off and jumped that wire mess of a gate on that horse, and he went and caught that calf. And, and and tied it down right there, and it wasn't a hundred yards from the corral. Like he just that fast, and uh, he's just he's a hand. That's he's cool. Good. And then, um, I, like I told you, I've, I've been just really fortunate. Worked around a lot of good guys. I uh, when we moved to Utah, I I was really happy to meet your dad. Um, 
I remember he came to the ranch to look at some bulls. And we talked and talked. Because we knew a lot of the same people, you know, from his time in Nevada when he worked at the TS ranch. And I just, I felt like I'd really made a connection there. And wanted, like, I thought, I want to spend time with guys like that. And, and I've always enjoyed working with him because I, I feel like he's just, he's really good at reading cattle. He's good at making a horse. Good roper. And I was just, I was reminded of that today when we were working those calves, you know, just roping <laughs> with him. It's just like um, really, really a good, good hand. And I, I think that when you are around guys like that, that um, what it what it did a lot for me was reinforce what I'd kind of learned. You know, when you see somebody else kind of trying to do the same things you're doing. And like Ryan McKay is one like that for sure with me. We, I day worked a lot with him. Um, he works for Scott Egbert and has for a long time. And I day work with him. He's, he's about a year older than me. And we're both interested in training horses and, and getting better. And I've, I've really learned a lot from Rye. Rye is a is a good teacher, but he's also a good student. Like he's always learning something new and, and happy to sh- share it. And when I when I uh, went to Oklahoma, I was really impressed with those guys that, that I worked around there. They're really good hands, like Rusty Rhodes, Cody Hayden. Um, you know, Will Godsey is always, he's just a lot of fun to work with. There's, I'm just going to ramble. I know too many guys. I, I <laughs> no, hate to not. Like, I just remembered when I was thinking about Will, Will's just a lot of fun. You know, he's just, he's always happy and always having fun makes it fun. But Heath Donnell is a guy like that too. I, he worked at the 76 Ranch for a while and Heath is just happy and a good hand. And we, we had a lot of fun. That one winter we were hunting remnants and and uh, we just like guys that make it fun. That's just um, what it's about, I think. But um, I learned when I was in when I was in Oklahoma that Sooner Ranch, like Dell Richardson, had a, a lot different perspective about. Um, I think made me more self-aware of the effect that I would have, like say on a herd of cows, like you know the way you go into a corral or or any situation with them, like your energy being transferred to them, and the way he was he was able to point that out was really interesting to me. Like like I could really see it, and something that I've thought a lot about and like those that I can't there's just a lot of cows a lot of cattle a lot of stalkers in that country just a lot of good hands like Lance Campbell um I had a lot of fun I went and helped them brand they he didn't work for the company but went and helped them brand and that guy he's just a good hand his kids are good hands and Russell Powell 
Evan Myers. And then the the general manager of that ranch, Tyson Johnson, he really has the respect of that crew. Like, they're good hands, you know. And, and he he could dang sure get it done. You know, like, he'd come and brand jag calves and sorting cattle. Like, everybody there had a lot of respect for him because he, because of his job and the size of that outfit, you know, the manager's kind of an office job, but he'd get out and work with us. And that was really good because everybody <laughs> really respected him. But I worked with Joe Poquet there, and he he was a real, um, I think kind of like your dad, just really thought about what he needed to do, like to rope better. And I like that. Like people, I like to be around people like that. They're really looking at the mechanics of, of how to how to be better, not just say, "Well, that guy's a good roper, or that guy's not." But to be like, "Well, how do you how do you get better?" <laughs> yeah. And um, I there's I that work there named J.P. Paulson, and that guy just knows cattle and he can rope. Man, he can rope, and like we were, we were uh, taking care of these, you know, a few thousand stalkers, and we'd we'd feed them that cake, and then ride through, you know, look for what was sick. And one of the big signs is if if those cows aren't eating cake, you know that they're kind of sick. You know, they don't feel like eating. But I looked at this steer and I, I was, I was just looking at it because I thought it doesn't really look sick, but it's not eating. <laughs> and so I said, JP, what do you think of that one? And he said, and he's kind of a like gruff, like really a good guy, <laughs> but he said, just doesn't like cake. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean, like? And he's like, that that calf never eats cake. <laughs> really <laughs> and I thought out of these thousands of calves he knew you, that you one. knew that one and and it was a black bolly and so every time we were in that set of calves after I would watch for that calf and I'm not saying I even saw it every time you know, there were a couple thousand in that herd let alone the other herds we had that had thousands but when I did see that calf, he never ate cake. And JP just knew that calf doesn't eat cake. <laughs> but didn't talk about it. You know, he didn't say anything about it. Like, look at me. I know. My cattle. <laughs> and then there was a guy that would day work there a lot named Brad Jackson. And he just, I, I learned a lot from him. I learned some tricks um, for... Uh, handling those bigger herds and and then a guy named Josh Brown the day work there he is another one of those guys that just made it fun um, he's a cowboy preacher and a good guy and then coming here um, this place Jake Carter my boss is really really good at handling cows he has studied it um, he he went to some Bud Williams seminars when he was alive to learn how to handle cows. And 
Jake's just smooth and consistent. And I love I love working with those good hands like him. Like earlier this week we were sorting cows and he was you know, he was sorting out of a roe deer. And he was sorting to me. We uh, um had a another person there holding herd with me, but he was sorting to me and and I just love that like he wouldn't say which one, you know, because that's, you don't do that. <laughs> but I loved, like, he might bring, like, five cows out. But I knew which one he wanted. And I'd, I'd turn back everything out, you know, just without a word. And it was just so fun. We were both on good horses. And so that makes it even more fun. And, and uh, it feels good when you can silently go through herd like that and you don't have to have any discussion you know where you just I'd watch his eye I'd see what he had his eye on what he was bringing out and uh, it's it just feels like you're doing something right you know when you're when you're like that with your crew you're that in sync yeah so I could go on and on I but I won't. I, I've been I've been really blessed to work with some really good hands. You know, my family and those good guys, people that have really been willing to to share things, and and I think that's a lot of the the profession. You know, a lot of the lifestyle is that really when you do figure something out, you, you should share it. I think most people, most professional cowboys, feel that way that they they want to help the people around them be better hands. I like that. What would you say the best part about living this lifestyle is? Well, there's a lot that's good for sure. But I just I I love it. And I think you have to love it to do it very well or to do it for very long because uh, it just takes so much, you know. It's, it's uh, you know, you're, what is rewarding to you is those little things like what I was talking about with sorting those cattle with Jake. Like when that's what makes you tick... That's what you get out of it, you know, like those things. And like when you go out, I I was helping a neighbor last week and um, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. It doesn't really matter. But while I was helping them, um, Jake took some local kids and, and they were gathering some cows and Anyway, long story short, some of, they had a couple cows get away, and uh, from one of those kids, and you know, it was in the trees, and it's kind of good, I think, that those cows kind of go native when you turn them out on like mountain pasture, you know, that outside kind of country, because their instincts, I think, are really on high alert, and they they kind of have to be more so than if they're in a pasture next to the house, you know, like there's there's some predators out there. But those cows were, I mean, gentle cows, 
but they get a little trotty, you know, and take off. And anyway, it can happen for sure. But these two cows got away, got um, got away from them in the trees. And so Jake said, I want you to go track those cows up and get them. And uh, I went the next day and I tracked them for miles and it was not easy ground to track on. But I found them and they were in the trees. I tracked, you know, two of them. And and then they were sure enough were wild and ran off and ended up roping one, tying her down. And then the other one kind of surrendered (laughs) she saw what happened to her friend but that was just so rewarding to go track those and and to uh to be able to have that success you know go by myself and, and be able to get that done and i think if you don't have the passion for that, if, if that isn't rewarding to you, then it's just not going to work out for you for very long to do it. You know, that the, the work itself, I think, is the reward. And yeah, we all, we all need to make money. You know, we need to support our family. That's a big deal to me. I want to support my family and have a good life for them. But I don't, I don't want to work at a job that I hate. I just, I refuse. I just, I don't think that's why God put me on this earth, is to work at something that I don't enjoy. And I, I want to work with people that I like and, and do things that that I like. And when I when I was around Brian Newbert, and this, this isn't original with him, but he said, the key is, to do what you like for a living and you like it so much that you'd do it for free but to be so good at it that they pay you a lot to do it (laughs) and i think that that's right you know it's i i love the the people that are in the industry i think that people that are tied to the land are just really good people i think that they are good god-fearing people that um, are good people to have as neighbors. And they generally will do anything for you that they can. And uh, I, I love, you know, watching calves grow up and horses come along in their training all those things are the reward you know it's that uh, being able to you know in this in this lifestyle this industry it really is a stewardship and i i feel like we are kind of partners with god with it because they're his creation but also our responsibility and and when you can save a life like you know sick calves or pulling a pulling a calf out of a heifer that's having a hard time and and you save both of them you know like you make it so they can survive or you know so many so many things that we do 
Um, it's a miracle, you know, to be able to be a part of that. Yeah. And so it's, I think that is, the work is the reward. I don't know very many people outside of this industry who can say that about their job. Yeah. So I think that's something that's really neat and really special about being able to live this kind of lifestyle. Yeah, that's right. I, I agree. I agree. You've been a lot of different places. Is there one place in particular that stands out to you? Or is there, when you think about a cool place that you've been on a horse, is there one place that stands out or do you love it all? You know, it's, it's, uh, it's all good. I, there are those things, you know, like growing up in Star Valley, Nevada, it's a unique part of Nevada. It has that, that Reby Mountain and East Humboldt Range there where they're tall, they're tall mountains with a tree line, get a lot of snow. That valley is, you know, a lot of flood irrigation. It's green. It's a really pretty valley. And I think that, you know, maybe it's just because it's home, but I guess it's some of the prettiest country on earth. And um, so growing up there, but such miserable winters, you know, <laughs> so cold, a lot of snow. And growing up, I thought, well, that's just how it is. You just have to deal with it. And then I went to Arizona. You know, I was in southern Arizona. And I thought, man, you don't have to just suffer through <laughs> winter. And I like that country in Arizona so much. It's rough. And those cows can, can darn sure get away. You know, a lot of trees. I hadn't, I hadn't ridden in or worked in trees like that. We'd, we'd go right on the mountain a lot. I really liked that, riding up to those lakes up in the mountains. And, and definitely rode through the trees a lot growing up, but not, not necessarily to handle cows like we did in southern Arizona. And uh, those cows could get away. And I kind of liked the challenge of that, that like you had to be, you had to be good, you had to be on it. And you know, when it rains in that desert, it just doesn't take that much rain for that desert just to come to life. It's the wildflowers and the, the grass and that the smell of that fillery. That that's great. And then, you know, I went back to Nevada, like to back to Star Valley, that area, and then went to Boulder, Utah. And that slick rock country, I I just think that rock's really pretty. And then you get up on Boulder Mountain up in the Ponderosas and I always you know we'd go up to visit my sister and her family and around they lived in the Seattle area of Washington and I'd look at all those trees and I think man it'd be tough to handle cows and trees like that and I kind of felt like it's different but that's kind of what it was like on Boulder Mountain <laughs> you know those trees and and I appreciate that experience but that mountain's so pretty you know it's there's there's water in every canyon and and you know from there we went to the Osage. That's some of the best grass on earth. 
And when you see that prairie in the spring when it's coming on green, it's just, it's amazing. That, that's such pretty country. And then in the fall, when that blue stem is tall and waving in the wind, and it's just, it's really pretty. But you know, now coming back to Nevada, I feel like where we live now here in, in Lund and this kind of central part of Nevada it's more like the Nevada, Nevada, you know, not so much like where I grew up. Like it's kind of that short brush and a lot of pinyon and juniper trees on the mountains. And then a lot of alkali flat kind of country. And I, I think it's so pretty, you know, it's, it's so, you know, to go back where I started, I like it all. There's those, those different parts of it, but you know, like we were in Oklahoma on the prairie and then up in Kansas, part of that same ranch, but in the Flint Hills, you know, it's kind of like that, that same, um, Osage, like it's just some of the best grass on earth for cows, you know, so it's different, but I'm, I'm thankful, you know, the high desert, the, the desert desert, (laughs) the prairie. You like it all? Yeah, I, I do. In your words, how would you describe the word cowboy? That's a... I think... There's a lot... Like, what what really comes to my mind when I think of... Like, you know, true, honest-to-goodness cowboys like those guys I was talking about. I've learned a lot from, um, just honest, hardworking, uh, tough, you know, selfless, but then at the same time, you know, go, go to endless amount of effort to save a little calf, you know, like, like, uh, I think really tough, but at the same time, soft hearted and, and kind and uh, just integrity and discipline, you know, to uh, to do the right things when, when no one's watching, just because it's the right thing. And to, uh, to be fair, it's, those are attributes of cowboys. One last question for you, then I'll let you off the hook. <laughs> um, what's the funnest thing you've ever roped? You know, a lot of a lot of people have roped wildlife and things, and I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even have to be something besides a cat. I know. I've just i i've uh, first time I saw a bear in Arizona, I took off after it trying to rope it, and it was gone <laughs> before I and the same thing when I saw a javelina down there I was like I want to rope one of those and I uh, I didn't but <laughs> I don't I don't know I've roped a lot um I guess 
I'd have to say the the most challenging thing, you know, the big the big animals that are um, big bull or a big cow that kind of wants to wants to get you. Um, I think the challenge of that and uh, being on, you know, the, a green horse that can, you make it good for them, you know, where they, they don't resent you and get hurt. And I think being able to handle that stuff on a, on an inexperienced horse is really rewarding. So that's what I'd say. What advice do you have for the younger generation? I, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate working on this ranch. I call them my kid crew. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are my kids. Some of them are Jake's kids. And, and some are some other neighbor kids. And it's fun for me to see them and, and to teach them. And I have, um, I think that um, what I would say is that if you want to pursue ranching, that there's a there's just so much need for for uh, good ethical um, cowmen and cow women in the world. Like I I heard a lot when I was growing up, like oh there's no money in that, you don't want to do that. And, you know, it is, it is not uh, the most lucrative thing, but if you, there is such a need, you know, people are, are really concerned about where their food's coming from and rightly so. And there's so many, uh, interest in the land and rightly so. And there's a need for people that are, are willing to manage that resource well. And I think that uh, I've, I've changed my feelings on this a lot um, over the last few years. Like I, I used to think, well, if you want to be a cowboy, just go be a cowboy, you know, just learn that way. And... I think that there's that's still true. You know, there's there's no there's no replacement for experience. But I think to get an education on it is is really valuable. Like and it you know doesn't necessarily have to be a formal degree because any I mean any of that knowledge is education, right? But but I think if like I've I've talked to some some young people that work here that are closer to graduating from high school and, and going on and they're interested in ranching and I have encouraged them 
to, like if they are really interested in ranching, to get it at like an animal science degree. And, or to go study ag business because they'll just start out so much further ahead. Like I've, I've learned some of that stuff, but I've learned it from people that had an animal science degree. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, if you want, to me, it's about doing a better job. And so get, get an education in that. And I didn't used to feel that way so much, but I think that it, it really takes a combination. I think that you need to go do it and, uh, experience is the best, is the best teacher. But if, if somebody, you know, if somebody was really determined, like to say to do what I do, you know, to to manage a ranch or to be a cow boss on a ranch or they want to pursue that. I think that anything that you can learn that would really add value uh, is, is where it's at because there's, there's a lot of people that just like to ride horses and follow cows and rope. And if, if there's something else that you can learn to, uh, to make yourself more valuable to the ranch that you want to work on, then you should you should go do that because then you can set your own course more. Mm -hmm. You don't have to just go where you can get a job. You can um, have more control over your destiny. And I, I. Uh, I've just, I've been really fortunate. Um, I didn't have, I didn't have a real plan other than that I really liked doing it and I just kept doing it and was able to learn some things, but um, it's, it's kind of uh, pure blind staggering luck that I've been able to <laughs> to uh, have some success with it because I, d I just, just kind of went and did it but I wouldn't really recommend that <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that to to be more intentional would be good I, that's what I'd recommend and and with that um, you know things change throughout your life you might you might learn something like if you know if a person is going to school to get an animal science degree or a business management degree ag business something like that um, along through that process they might find something that they like better you know and if nothing else might get something they could fall back on if things don't go as planned, you know, like with health concerns, family concerns. There's just, there's so many things that can, that can change your, your career path. And I think that more doors you can open, the better. Yeah. I like that. Well, 
<laughs> I appreciate you uh, doing this. I think it's a neat, neat idea. Like we were talking about earlier, it's it's great that um, you are recording cowboys' experiences for for those younger kids that are interested. You know, that's I think that's a lot of what it's about is how to help help people that are. Um, Coming along, you know, to try to, if we can make it a little easier for somebody else, then we should. So, good for you for doing this. Thank you (laughs) You for letting me come and visit with you. It's been fun. You bet.